Are you ready? Oh, uh, yeah! We're back, baby! Another week of barbells and tall tales! Are you ready? My man, Dean Sweat, we're coming off the holiday break. It was amazing to have a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, man, Multiple this, Thanksgiving dinners. Oh, that's the, I mean, that's the one thing about holidays, right? Let's be honest. There's too much traveling. You got to go so many places. You got to see so many people. The food is delicious wherever you go. Oh, God. But so it's just the traveling back and forth to get everywhere, to get everybody there on time. And then it's just, I mean, it just yeah, makes a, for a hectic day. It's a big hassle. But uh, my inner fat kid really enjoyed Thanksgiving. Oh, I guarantee you, it, it, it probably enjoyed it two or three times. It did. It so, did. What What was your favorite meal over over oh, the holidays? Man, what mom, did you get? Mom, mom's broccoli casserole. Just, you, oh. you can't beat mom's broccoli casserole. Yeah, and you the can. Giblet, giblet gravy and rice is so good. I'm not a casserole uh, guy. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Um, you would love my mom's uh, ca- uh, broccoli casserole. No, because one, I don't like broccoli. Okay, Two, well then you wouldn't I don't like, like casseroles. It. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. So, I mean, casserole. What about sweet potato casserole? Sweet potatoes are from the devil. I mean. You, what? Yeah, baked potatoes, man. Jane, baked, what is wrong with you? Uh, man, I don't know. I, yeah. I like good food, and evidently sweet potatoes and casseroles are not in my mix. Sweet potato casseroles with the, with the uh, marshmallows on top, so good. Marshmallows on a casserole? Yes, man. I mean, marshmallows go on like, uh, uh, I mean, what are them things called? Yeah, s'mores. They go on s'mores. 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 How can I have some more of something I've never had? All right. You're I killing mean, me, Smalls. Uh, something. But, I mean, that's <laughs> what, I mean, I just don't see that. Oh, it's uh, good, man. You got you to gotta come eat it. Jeez, Louise, be professional. Did did everything, I mean, <laughs> did you have like the traditional Thanksgiving stuff or did Yes, you, we did. Okay. Well, well, no, we didn't have, Um, we did not have the uh, green bean casserole. Thank God. But, of course, we had the, the turkey, which I deep fried, which was, I, I mean, Jim, I don't want to toot my own horn, but right. toot, toot. My, my turkey's, my turkey's the bomb. Deep fried turkeys are okay. They're not no, as good. No, my, as... my deep fried turkey was not okay. My deep fried turkey was the bomb. Okay. What made yours the bomb? Because I marinated it. Marinated in what? I marinated in uh, Tony Cacciatore's uh, turkey marinade. I figured you were going to say put, blue ribbon or something. Yeah, I mean, I could have done that too, yeah. and it would have been delicious. Okay. Um, <laughs> but and then I also, Southern pride, southern fried, yes. baby. And then I also rubbed her down with some uh, garlic and herb uh, seasoning. Did you go to hibachi massage too no, to get this? No, on? I didn't do a Deshaun Watson I mean, on it, but you Lord know, there was a happy on? ending. I'll just okay. say that. Yeah. <laughs> that inner fat kid had a few of those. I can tell you that right now. Yes. All right. Woo! So we're looking at Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, you always see people that you probably haven't seen in years. You know, you see family that yes. you know you haven't seen in a while, and so uh, I was listening to Busted Open. Uh, and okay. I, they had Very this good podcast. Shout out this, to them. They had this question. I thought, dude, me and Dean need to do this. And so the question is, and we're going to go one at a time. Uh, you go one guy, I go one, or, or a lady, or whatever it is. If you could invite four people, present, past, living, or dead, to have Thanksgiving dinner with Dean Sweat. Goodness gracious. Who, Anybody dead or alive. Yeah. Who would these four people be, and why that person? So you you want you want me to go first? I I, I can go first, or, or you can go first. However you want to do nah, it. Let me let me let me uh let me let Jeez. me start this bad boy. Nah, off. I didn't know if you needed the Marnard on it. Some. No, nah, I I I can I done I I know two already. Okay. I know two already, and then I'll marinade on the other All ones. Right, okay. Let's go. So number one is going to be the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Oh. I ah. would love to sit down and just chat with him, talk about his comeuppings, basically. Right. 
Um, just uh, how he stole music from all parts of life. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, he. That yes, yeah, some some can say that. Some can say that he took from. I mean, the, according, uh, to, according to the movie about Elvis, he stole everything. Yes, but uh, you know, I'd like to talk about his karate. Okay. I'd like to talk about his uh, fat days because I'm going through fat days right now. So I'm like James Brown. I don't know yeah. karate, but I know crazy. <laughs> But yeah, I would love to sit down and chat with him. Uh, as a as a kid growing up, my mom, uh, I was really really young, and my mom got me a Elvis Presley's Greatest Hits, and I played the heck out of that thing. I got you. Um, I love Elvis Presley, and I I I would just like to just hang out with hang out with him. I think it'd be cool to sit down and eat. Uh, uh and and you know that man's gonna eat, by the way. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. If he brings the colonel, you're really in trouble. Yeah, it's it's over. Because when over. Tom Hanks played that guy in the movie, it looked it looked like the penguin from the yeah. first Batman movie. <laughs> I mean, short round, close to the ground. I mean, good lord! I know they say round is a shape, but that just went a little too far. All yeah. right, so your first guy is Elvis. Yes, my first guy. I think this guy would be. Oh, I just I love this guy, Eddie Murphy. Dude, Eddie Murphy would be a blast. I would love to have Eddie Murphy. I would love to talk about Saturday Night Live, Beverly Hills Cop. Talk about Delirious. Delirious, Coming to America. Yes. Uh, I just think that would make for some interesting conversations uh, because, I mean, he, you know, he did some skits on Saturday Night Live that were very controversial at the time. Oh, yeah. And so I would love to know the mindset of, you know, who came up with it, why. He did Spanky. Remember, he did, he did Spanky on there. He did Spanky? Yeah. No, Buttweed. 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 I'm sorry. Buttweed. Yeah, Buttweed. Yeah. Buttweed. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Yep. Uh, he had the James Brown hot tub. Hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Belva Jones. Yeah. I ain't gonna mention the title of the book, but Belva Jones. <laughs> and so, to me, uh, I mean that that would be my guy right there. I yeah. gotta bring in Eddie Murphy. I think he would be hilarious. Yeah. That that would be a good time. Yeah, I, man. Imagine the laughs. I don't think you could eat. Oh, no. I I, mean, it seemed like you'd be busting the gut the whole oh, time. The entire night. Yeah. All right. Number two, who you got? My number two's uh, easy. My childhood hero growing up. Dale Earnhardt. It's Dale Earnhardt, man. The seven-time Winston Cup champion. I would love to sit down and talk to him about, um, you know, how he got his start. You know, he, he basically quit school. Yeah. You know, went to work. Uh, in the, He said he was never going to work in the factories. In, right. In, you know, in that his – his area that he grew up in, Kannapolis, was a basically a factory town. Yep, I know what you're talking about. So he he worked in the part shops. He he did changed oils, changed brakes. You know, did whatever he could to scrounge up enough money to go race. Okay. Now, do you think sitting at Thanksgiving for dinner, he'd have to pass everything to the left hand side? Probably. And I, go to the I, right. I would not. I'm, I wouldn't make him turn right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. If he turns yeah. right, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, and I would. I would bust his balls though because I'd be like, dude, you realize. You'd still be living if you would have actually listened to people about safety, right? And and actually embrace this Hans device because he called one of the drivers that started wearing the Hans device mm-hmm. the P word. Oh, he's I, like you're you're a P word, right? And uh, poo nanny. Here here we are. Yeah, here we are. You know, and that's how he dies. Right. So if he's wearing that device, he doesn't have a basilar skull fracture, fracture and uh, he's still living today. Right. Uh, two of the phrases that I've always heard that were associated with Dale uh, Earnhardt was rubbing is racing. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, he was known as the intimidator. Yeah. And, you know, he was going to get in front of you at any means necessary. And the phrase, uh, I don't know if he actually came up with both of these, but I always, always attributed it to him. 
Run what you brung. Yeah, run what you brung. Uh, the the big phrase that he got later on in life, uh, one of his final wins, uh, he he wrecked. He l- deliberately wrecked Terry Labonte on the last lap at Bristol to to win the race. And right. he said, "I just wanted to rattle his cage." I like it. And uh, that that's that's been one of his uh, monikers. See, NASCAR needs more of that. Oh, absolutely. Me. I mean, they go absolutely. to these big tracks. They got restrictor plates. It's basically just. You know, just draft, 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 and then it's basically getting out on the highway. Yeah, yeah whatever happens, is, happens. Yeah. I gotta num- know your number two. My number two, baby. Woo! No, <laughs> the Nature Boy, Nature Boy, Ricky By God Flair, because I want to know how much he spilt on spilt liquor. Oh yes, I mean the quote. He said, "I spilt more money on spilt liquor." Then you have, and I want to know how much. How, that how was. much is that? Because we're talking, we're talking years. You yeah. can't hold these alligators down. Yeah, no, I'm having a hard time holding these alligators I mean, down. I want to know. I mean, could you imagine the backstories, uh, backstage stories of wrestling that this guy that we probably haven't heard? Mm-hmm. Like we've seen tons of documentaries on him. You know, I want to know. Man, dude, how'd you survive the plane crash? Yeah. I mean, what yeah. I mean I mean yeah. what was going through your mind? What were you grabbing inside this plane? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I wanna know the story of them chasing Arn Anderson down Charlotte, pulling in the Crockett's and breaking Dusty Rose's arm. Yeah. I yeah. wanna know what it was like inside the steel cage when they turned on Dusty. Mm-hmm. And they had to lock themselves in the cage yep. because fans were going to riot the place. Oh yeah, and they were they were coming after him. If they yeah. lifted those they lifted that gate up or the cage up, they were over. It you was know, over. Those were days when people one hundred percent thought this was legit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh there's a story of uh him he was overseas. I can't remember if it was in uh somewhere like Panama, Mexico, somewhere like that. But uh he let the the champion of that area Win the Rick, uh, win the NWA title, mm-hmm. but he took it home because nobody knew it. You know, yeah, just media just those people that. in the in the Coliseum knew it. Yeah, and so you know, uh, he flew back, took his belt. You know, he said, you know, we got a return match. He said, I'm going to come in, and this is when they first started doing what they called the Hollywood finish. Yeah, and basically, what the Hollywood finish is, you would interfere on my behalf. I would cheat to win, mm-hmm. and he said he, you know, they got in. It was him and Arn. And they were going to do the Hollywood finish, and people are like, the security railing is gone. Mm-hmm. People are at the ring, and they are wishing for Ric Flair's death. Yeah. To the point that when it came to the Hollywood finish, the the other guy from wherever they were, Mexico, Panama, said, "Hey, here's the finish." And Flair said, "No, you're going to pin me, and we're going home." Yeah. And not so, a, not many not many guys would say that. No, and so not top guys. No. Flair took the pin because he realized my life is on the line. Mm-hmm. And so Flair took the pin, got his belt, went back, never returned. And so I'm not sure who the wrestler was. I have to go back. He's still the world champ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. He's still the NWA world champ. I mean, he may not have the belt. He may he not, lost it. He may not have big Goldie, but he's got two wins over Flair and still has the belt. Yep. All right. Yep. So that's my number two. Your number three. My number three. This guy is uh, a pivotal character in my, one of my favorite movies. Oh man! Um, when you said pivotal, I thought it was gonna be me. No, no, you, you you'd be. Hey, you you just didn't make the top four. Okay, you're uh, like you're like fifth or sixth. I appreciate it. All right, but um, Jackie Gleason. 
Oh, that's a great. Plan. I would love you know honeymooners, but he was Sheriff Buford T. Uh, Buford T. Justice. Buford T. Justice in Smokey and the Bandits. One of the all-time great movies. If you've not watched it, uh, go rent it immediately. It's or just wait until TBS plays it because they usually play it one one once or twice a. Uh, once or twice a week. So. I love that movie. Um, there's so many quotable lines from oh, him in that movie. I'm going to barbecue your, <laughs> your tail in molasses. <laughs> and there's no way you could come from my loins. <laughs> when I get home, I'm going to slap <laughs> your mama, mama in the mouth. <laughs> but me and my nephew, man, we quote that line all the time. Uh, or quote quote his lines all the time. Um, he just seems like the the life of the party even oh, when yeah. he would go to the hollywood roast you know you'd always see jackie gleason yeah. and man he looked like he was just having the time of his life junior and, and just put the evidence in the car put the evidence in the car <laughs> so he just looked like he was having the time of his life i would love to just hang out with the guy for 15 minutes oh, I, yeah. it, it, it would just be fun oh 100 i mean a great comedian like you mentioned honeymooners so good uh, him and uh, Ed Norton, I yeah. mean, Ralph Clayton. Ed Norton. Yeah. Uh, what was his wife's name? Uh, I said Alice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop you to the moon. Yeah, to the moon. To the moon. Yeah. Great character. Uh, my third. Uh, my third. Dead or alive. I'm, I'm still alive, by the way. Yes, you are. So yeah. you, you haven't cracked my top 100. So just, golly, just you I give that. you like. I give you like five or six. Yeah, I Jam. appreciate it. I mean, I mean, I, uh, you went to sixty now. I think that highly of myself too, Dean. To be honest mm, with you, unbelievable. So my number three. Let's see here. I would probably have to go with. Huh. I gotta think about this one because I want somebody. I want somebody really good. I want to learn. Cam something. Newton. No, Lord, no. Uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Okay. I would right. have to go with MJ. All right. Uh, I would love to know. For his baseball skills? Absolutely not. I hate oh. baseball. But I wanted to know where that competitive drive come from. To me, his killer instinct, his competitive drive, is what, for me, puts him as the GOAT, the yeah. greatest of all time. Uh, I think people have had as much skill level, as much athleticism as he has, but uh, they did not have that it factor that, we're going to do whatever it takes. Kobe Bryant was a close second, mm-hmm. but I mean, LeBron doesn't have it. No, LeBron's not even look. LeBron's not even top ten basketball players of all time. If LeBron can't win say. the championship, he just goes to another team that's yeah, better. I mean, look, uh, MJ, hands down, greatest of all time. I'm going to say this off to the side. You got MJ, uh, Magic, Bird, Kareem, uh, Dr. J. Uh, those guys were all better than than uh, LeBron is. I mean, you look at the era of basketball back then, how it was physical, how you had to be a man to play that game. I mean, just way much better. But I, I, mean, I would love – there used to be a website that uh, you could click on it, and it showed you how much money Michael Jordan made in a day. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just – it was counting dollars. Yeah. And it was like just – I mean, this guy's a billionaire now. He's worth $1.9 million. Is he uh, still the owner of a basketball team? Still owns the Hornets here in town okay. in Charlotte. Uh, his shoe game is the highest rated shoe sales every year, mm-hmm. better than anyone yep. in the NBA. 
And it, you know, this guy, you got to think. I mean, he's re, he's been retired. I mean, he's he's fifty some years old, and his you know Jordans are still just you know, the, cranking them out. So growing up in the Michael Jordan era, you know, you you basically watched him from his comeuppance, right? It, Carolina, you know, from Carolina, which you know, I was a young I was a young whippersnapper back then, but I remember the I remember the the six championships, right? You know, uh, for me, when kids grow up these days and say LeBron's the goat, I'm I I feel so bad for them because they didn't live in the '90s. They're a prisoner of the moment, right? They, they didn't see what this man was doing with with what he was given, right? You know, I, I mean, you take Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr. You take those guys and put them on another. They're they're on another team. They're not winning a championship. No, and they didn't. Scottie no. Pippen went to the Portland. He went to Houston. Yeah, and they tried to build super teams around him, and it couldn't couldn't happen. You couldn't do it. No, I mean they just did not. He didn't have, have somebody with him scoring forty points a game. Right. He did, he was all. I mean, Scottie Pippen was a good ball player, but he was always a Robin. Mm-hmm. Right. Jordan was the Batman. He's the Batman, and He's always the, was the Batman. Yeah, I mean, LeBron. I mean, he went to Miami. He rode with D Wade. He rode with uh, Chris Bosh, you know. Then went he went back to uh, Cleveland. Kyrie was a young star. Kevin Love was a young star, and then he goes out to L.A. You know, then they bring in Anthony Davis. They bring in these other guys, and I mean, even they got Westbrook this year. I mean, and I understand age is called up to him, but he has never, in my eyes, been a Batman. He's he's a great player, phenomenal athlete, but he's just a Robin. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. part of it. And so yeah. my third is Michael Jordan. I like it. All right, here's your last pick, Dean. Hey man, see, I've got so many that are like right there at number four, but you know, it, for me, it's hard to just choose. Um, so I'm just gonna go out and I'm gonna say Tom Hanks. Oh, I would love to sit down with Tom Hanks and just tell him that you know, most of my favorite movies he starred in. Right. Um, you know, I, I was thinking like, man, do I go Clint Eastwood? Do I go, um, uh, I mean, I was thinking MJF, but for me, it, it'd have to be Tom Hanks. I, I think I like so. Tom Hanks. You know, my favorite movie of all time is Forrest Gump. Okay. You know, terrible saving, movie. Saving, shut up. Terrible, uh, shut up, shut up. You almost made me say terrible movie. I, I say great it movie. It is a terrible movie. No, it's not. It's a great movie. So anyways, and then Saving Private Ryan is another good one. Okay, um, I like Saving Private I, I, Ryan. I love Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Money Pit's a good movie. Uh, the Bachelor, the uh, Bachelor's, uh, Bachelor Party's a good movie. Um, uh, golly, he's got he's got so many. Um, but I feel like with all of these people, like let's let's count down. So I've got Elvis, I've got Dale Earnhardt, I've got Jackie, Jackie Gleason, Gleason, and I've got Tom Hanks. I feel like they would be so bored sitting around the table with me because I would just be doing Chris Farley. Remember Chris Farley when I he do. was like, Hey, you remember that time that, that you played in that movie where you, you were, it was world war two yeah. and you were, you were storming the beach to Normandy. Now, yeah. See, that I, was pretty cool. I would have you as Chris Farley, motivational speaker. Yeah. I live in a van down by the river. Just adjusting your pants <laughs> the whole time. So Tom Hanks, uh, let me see. Hey, there's no adjusting these pants, by the way. As soon as I get them on, they're on. They're there's stre- no adjusting, they're okay? Stretch fit. <laughs> they're not stretch fit today, all right? No, they're not. Uh, to me, Tom Hanks' best movie. I mm. mean, Big was a good movie. Big, I like Big. Big was a great movie. I actually like him in the voiceover of the Polar Express. Yes. Uh, he was in, gosh, he got his start. 
was it Bosom Buddies? Bosom Buddies, yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, I remember that. Uh, Tom Hanks. Let me see. Man, my favorite Tom Hanks. Castaway. Movie. A lot of people don't like Castaway. Yeah. But yeah. I actually enjoy just watching right. him it out there on right. the island. Now, if it was somebody else, I don't believe I would have enjoyed the movie. So, I mean, there's been some good ones. Let me, let, let's see. Tom Hanks. Let me pull up Tom Hanks movies. I got to figure out which one I would say is my favorite movie. Because right now I'm leaning to the voiceover in Polar Express, and it can't be that. I can't go with that one. That it just cannot be that. Uh oh, I I know it's one of these. I, one I one? cannot believe I forgot this, because he played one of my childhood heroes, Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers. See, I have a beautiful I that day. Yet. Look. All right. If you listen to this podcast and you judge me for this next statement, I will burn your house down. Ooh, that's a that's a threat right there. Uh, I love Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood so much that they made this movie, like it was almost like an episode of Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. and it brought back so many memories. I had tears in my eyes at one time. Really, I did, and it was nothing sad at the moment. It was just like, dude, I just I was like, dude, I can even watch so this if, at my grandma's house. This is so good. If I make fun of you right now, you're gonna burn my house down. Oh, absolutely. I'll probably put. Okay, this that's pan, great, Jam. Put that's- this. Put that's, this put this pin in your eye socket. That's great, Jam. And so, but uh, to me, that's Tom Hanks' best movie for me. Green Mile's a good one too. Oh, Green Mile is yeah. great. Yeah. Walking the mile, walking uh, yeah. the Green Mile. Yeah, I like that too. That is a good one. Uh, come here, boss. Yeah, boss. I tried to help it, boss. So, all right, my number four, and Crystal, Carrie. I know you girls listen. Notice once again, Dean has showed his chauvinistic style. And has not put a woman <laughs> on his list. Uh, that is not going to happen on my side of the category. Well, let me guess. Carmen Electra. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I forgot. You're you're hung up on Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's your girl. Good Claude Almighty. All right. So, but now, it, let's let's go. Are, are you going current day Jennifer Aniston or are we going the Rachel haircut I'm, Jennifer I'm going Aniston? going horrible bosses. Ho- Whoa, jam. <laughs> My goodness, son. And I know what you're referring to, so. I mean, let's just, Shame on you. Let's just say, she was fine. Yeah, she uh, she was very vocal in that movie, she, she, too. Well, we got to keep her mouth shut, right? I mean, you got to be quiet. I suggest everybody go back and watch Horrible Bosses one, to know what Jam's talking about. One and two. Uh, naughty, naughty. Whew, I'm starting to sweat over here. Turn the air on. I, I'm trying to get the air conditioner here first of December. Lord. So hell. let's let's talk about uh, what you did this weekend. I'll talk about what I did. You know, of course, the Panthers come up and beat Russell Wilson. You know, just I mean, we shocker. we all knew it was going to happen. Shocker. Um, hey, here's, I, here's the shocker. Sam Darnold outplayed Russell Wilson. Give the man, pay the man. Give the man the man needs a contract extension. No, this guy's the future. I will slap you <laughs> in the middle of this office. Hey man, I'll, I'll say this: just let just let Sam finish out the season. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't look bad. It was the most it, complete game that the Panthers have played all season. You got to remember, last year he won what four straight. Looked like looked good, unbelievable. And then and everybody had video on him, and the uh, wheels fell off. He fell off. I did notice this watching him in person yesterday. Um. He stares down the one receiver that he's going to throw yes, to. Yes. And he does not come off of him. Yeah. He's, yeah. Even I mean, when he, he had DJ downfield, and DJ could have ran, uh, could still be running if he would have threw it to him in the first quarter. He can't scan coverage. 
Once he locks, he, he got tunnel vision. Yeah. And once he locks in, he locks in. So, but you probably had a good time, good weather. But no, for he now he threw. He he got he had he he contacted uh, uh, DJ four times, made connection with him four times for a hundred and some yards. Not bad. And a and uh, a touchdown. And that touchdown throw was on the money. I like it. It was on the money. We had a good time. But what I wanted to tell you is, I didn't sit in my actual seats this time. I noticed there were a bunch of empty seats down in the low bowl. I'm not sure why. Yeah, so I told my buddy, I said, let's move on down. Right. So we got about, I would say, 12 rows from the end zone on the corner of the end zone. Okay. Where DJ Moore actually caught that pass in the third in the third quarter, that All right. 50-yard bomb. Um, And I noticed we were sitting right by Frankie Louvu's family. Oh, sweet. That was very cool. Yeah, they were super nice people, man. And any time he'd done something, they had the big Frankie Louvu fat head they were holding up. And right. They were, they were very proud of their kid. So That's good, man. That, that was cool. Really that was very cool. So I went to Raleigh. Me and Crisco, uh, Sammy, Crisco took your ticket. Okay. Since you decided not to go, Brian, Nance, Charles. We went to Dorton Arena in Raleigh. For the return of the dragon. Ricky Steamboat. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had a wrestling match. And before I even get to the matches, I'm not sure who put on this, but fire them immediately. So it was a big time wrestling. Big time wrestling. Production. I'm not sure you know where they're out of. But we get there. No concession set up. I had to go across the street to a, a country store. That's what it was called. Country store. Uh Bought me a bottled Coca-Cola to which the guy literally had to use a bottle opener to take the cap off of it. I mean. So, wait a second. Wait. You you get in the venue. Uh-huh. They tell you there's no concessions. Yeah, they give you a wristband. You can oh. walk out and. and they, they oh, have, okay. There's a food truck out there. Uh, there's a couple stores. How many food trucks? One. What were they selling? I don't even know. I didn't go to it. Uh, oh, I, know they, I do know they had the nachos. Had some nachos because a guy behind me was sitting there like a you know sixty five year old man eating nachos with chili hanging down his chin. <laughs> Perfect for an independent wrestling show. By oh, the way. oh, Perfect. yeah. And so uh, I mean, we get in there. I mean, and uh, uh, a couple of buddies that we know from Firestar Wrestling was in there from Greensboro, and uh, I said, "Hey, bro, how much for water? Bottle water, mm-hmm. you know, that you get from Food Line, like a little twelve ounce bottle, whatever, five dollars." Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, so I, I, I went across crazy. the street. So I was like, no, nah, that ain't happening. So I went across the street, got a bottle of Coke and one of them little small container of Pringles yeah. <laughs> for $3. Yeah. And so came back. Uh, the the people that were there, you know, Sergeant Slaughter was there. Lex Luger was there. Arn Anderson. Uh, Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Tommy Wildfire Rich. Okay. Uh, trying to think of the old Ron Simmons. Rock and uh, Roll Express Rock, were there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, FTR. I'm trying to think of some of the older guys that you know people went to see to get autographs. Uh, Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant was in the house. Uh, I'm trying to look around the room, scan it again. I can't remember. Uh, but I mean, it was pretty good. The wrestling just <clears throat> started a little bit before five. Done at seven, which I done was like, at seven. Done at seven. I mean, when you started at five o'clock, two hours were out. And I went when I tell you it started when it ended at seven. The lat when the the one Two, three hit. I pulled my phone up and showed it to everybody. It was right on 7 p.m. I mean, they stopped immediately. Wow. At 7 p.m. But uh, Rock and Roll Express had a match, and I was telling you earlier, uh, they had a, you know, it was just a fold-up plastic chair. 
and Mark Briscoe hit Jay Briscoe with the chair so hard that it literally, like, he went inside the plastic because it was kind of a loop chair. His head went inside of inside the chair. Inside of it. And yes. Then it just clamped, it sealed back up on his neck. <laughs> and so he's like, I can't get it off my head. Can't we need a torch. <laughs> and so they had to get a couple guys and stretch this thing out and get yeah. his head back out of it. Uh, but I will say Ricky Steamboat, uh, for his age, looked amazing. Good. And Good. could wrestle. Like, could wrestle. Like, it wasn't us going to Ric Flair's last match and wondering if Flair's going to die. Yeah, but uh, I, I look at, I look at that, and you you look at Sting. You look at uh, oh, Sting Steamboat. is phenomenal. Uh, these guys aren't going out and, and hard drinking and, and no. still still living the lifestyle. No. You know, they're they're going back they're going back home afterwards. Look and good, man. I think he that's really did. I think that's the difference. And then, like I said, uh, we talked. I talked to some guys from Firestar Wrestling, and they came out today. Uh, if you haven't noticed, Firestar Wrestling is going to be back at the point, December thirtieth for a New Year's knockout event, and I have already sent a message to the showcase. I want my apology. Oh, yeah, in person. Oh, yes, at that very match. I want my apology right there on the spot. And if I don't get it, I'm taking some guys with me. I tell you, I want my apology, too, for the disrespect that he showed me, uh, my, oh, my home. Well, it's um, going to burn down your building. Yeah, or he's going to get his comeuppance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th- there's no doubt about it. And I don't need anybody with me. No, I'll take care of him. I hear you. Now, if I, if he turns Marcellus on me, I'm, I I got I got I got one or two guys I can think of. Well, I, I think Crisco's going with us this time. Probably going to need probably going to need an extra one. So it's going to be uh you know we're going to the point bell time. I think it's going to be seven o'clock again. I have to look at the poster, but uh I'm going to get in touch with the owner of Firestar Wrestling, LeBron Cazone. And uh, I actually, we, we want to try to do a podcast with this guy because I want to know if he is going to make the showcase give me an apology. Yeah, I would like to do a, a sit-down interview with him, right. you know, if, if it was possible. Uh, he seems like an interesting character. He does. And, yeah. and so, you know, Griff Garrison, who, who wrestles with AEW, he came through Firestar yes. promotion. So, I mean, and we went to their product, and, and I told the guys last night uh, – their product, and nothing against Big Time Wrestling, I don't know who runs it, but Firestar Pro Wrestling Show, the product that they put out was a hundred times better than what I saw last night. And what I saw last night had guys like FTR, Nick Aldis, Jay Lethal, uh, the Briscoes, yeah, uh, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., uh, Matt Hardy. Yeah, I mean there was some there was some well known guys. But I will give Kazone his props. I will give Five Star Wrestling their props. They put on a great product. My only beef with this company is I am wanting my apology. Yeah, this this company and the the way they put their matches together and the way they promote their product is definitely above what I would call indie standards. Oh yeah, if you if you're in the Jamestown Greensboro High Point, I mean if you're close to Jamestown. You want to be here. You won't be – I mean, you will You'll, not be disappointed. You will definitely be entertained. Yeah, I mean, if yes. you are a wrestling fan, you want to be there. All right, and as we're wrapping up, uh, this weekend here in the big town of Asheville, we have the Asheville Christmas Parade. Mm-hmm. And our new uh, favorite fan, Alex Man Perdue, on the street. The man, man on, on the, the street. street. Alex Perdue is going to be in the Christmas Parade. So we want you guys to head down to Asheville. Go downtown, have a good time. Hey, guys, that's our time. And as always, are you ready?